I've seen God's people pray by hospital bed I've seen them struggling for their daily bread Seen them standing at the grave of one who left us too young And I've heard them crying out for their wayward son But I've never, no never Seen the righteous forsaken I've seen them with tears in their eyes Seen them with their hearts breaking I've seen them tested and tried Seen them with their faith shaking But I've never, no never Seen the righteous forsaken Seen them when it seemed like there was no help in sight Seen them when it seemed that life was nothing but night But in the eyes of heaven Something else was going on They may have been all by themselves But they were never alone I've never, no, never Seen the righteous both say I've seen them with tears in their eyes Seen them with their hearts breaking I've seen them tested and tried Seen them with their face shaking But I've never, no, never Seen the righteous forsaken Never, no, never Has he ever failed us? Never, no, never Has he ever left us? No, 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 I've never No, 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 never Seen the righteous forsaken I've seen them with tears in their eyes Seen them with their hearts breaking I've seen them tested I've seen them tried Seen them with their face shaking But I've never, no, never I've never, no, never No, I've never, no, never Seen the Oh, that's Joseph Habedank here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Never, no, never. Our good news verse for today comes from God's Word, Acts 5.32. And ye are witnesses of these things, so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given them that obey. That's our good news on this Friday morning from Acts 5.32. Our weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta today, sunny with a high of 91 degrees. Thunderstorms likely this afternoon, about a 60% chance of rain. That increases tonight, 60 to 80% chance, a low around 73 degrees. Life here is a journey, we walk by faith. And there will always be the mountains in our 
be renewed as we recall what God has done and how we've seen him move if there's anybody here who knows he's faithful anybody here who knows he's
all the Bethel Baptist Choir here on the Community Prayer Time Network say amen. I wonder, is there anybody out there listening this morning that can say amen? You can testify of God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy in your life. It's time for our daily devotional coming up in just a few minutes. Our prayer time, community prayer time coming up in five minutes from now. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and text the 24-hour prayer line. That number to text, 870-205-0600. we got folks gathered all around right now waiting to pray for you, waiting to pray with you. And, hey, we're hoping that you'll pray with us as well. And we, we've got needs in our life today. And I don't know what you're facing, don't know what your needs are, but I'm thankful that we have a God that we can serve who says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Well, our devotional this morning, our good news verse, Acts 5.32, we are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Acts 5.32, and this morning we're talking about being witnesses. Somebody ought to testify. We are his witnesses. But the question is, how can we be his witnesses? You know, the word witness means to have witnessed something, some kind of an event or some kind of a situation. You can't just borrow somebody else's witness testimony. You have to have actually accounted for that testimony yourself. Personal, hand, firsthand experience, one-on-one. So I wonder today, do you have a one-on-one testimony of knowing Jesus? Maybe you know somebody today that you want to share the good news of Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension back into heaven, and his soon coming return. You say, I want to tell folks about that. Well, this morning, I want to give you just a little bit of a tool that I believe will help you today. I learned this from my pastor, and then I took it and revised it a little bit. And everybody loves M&M's. Can I get an amen this morning? Yeah, National Ice Cream Day coming up on Sunday. And uh, that'll be on the 18th, National Ice Cream Day. We're going to have a trivia question about that here in just a little while, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And our daily devotional this morning, we're talking about being witnesses. And uh, sometimes we like to take some M&M's and put them on that ice cream, don't we? Maybe go to McDonald's when their ice cream machine's working. And and, uh, what is that, about 5% of the time? Uh, you like to get a, a ice cream sundae, or maybe you like to get one of those McFlurries that they've got. Sprinkle some M&Ms in there. Well, that M&M has a letter on it. You already know what the letter is. It's the letter what? The letter M. And if you take that letter M, you can actually take it and rotate it clockwise or counterclockwise, whatever you choose. And the first thing I want you to notice is if you flip it all the way upside down, it'll make a W. That's right, the M upside down makes a W. And what that represents for the Christian is this. When you're sharing your testimony, you can tell people, hey, God created us to worship Him. God created us to exalt Him and to adore Him and to lift up our voices to Him. Uh, But the problem in our life is sin. Sin entered into our life and it began to taint our worship and it caused us to fall And instead of worshiping God, we want to worship ourselves. We want to worship our jobs. We want to worship finances. We want to worship stability and security and retirement. Oh, there's a lot of things we want to worship, ball and uh, recreation and all kind of things, right? God created us to worship him. And then you take that W and you flip it uh, clockwise. You're going to get an E. And uh, what that is 
when we come to the E, well, no, let's do the three. Let's go counterclockwise this morning. All right. I don't have an M&M in front of me, so I'm doing this best I can. When God created us to worship it, flip it counterclockwise and make a, a number three. All right. Make a number three. Go ahead. Number three. There's three things that we need to do if we're going to appropriately worship God. If God wants us to worship him, we can't do it on our own. We need help. There's three things we need to do. We need to repent. We need to repent from our sin. We need to turn from our own ways. And we need to believe. Believe what? We need to believe that Jesus Christ is the righteous one, that he is the Son of God, and that he is God the Son. We need to believe that he died on the cross to take our sins. And we need to believe that there is salvation in no other name other than through Jesus Christ. Repent. Repent from my sin. Be believe. Believe that Jesus Christ is salvation. And then what? I need to receive. You see, that's what Satan's lacking. Satan believes, but Satan has never received Jesus as Lord. His pride will never allow him to receive Jesus as Lord. That's why he left heaven the first time. That's why Satan left heaven, and he'll never be able to go to heaven for eternity because his pride keeps him from receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. So there's the three. Three things. God created us. W, worship him. Number three, repent, believe, receive. What do you think is next? All right, go ahead and flip it up and flip it to the right side. You get the letter M, right? The letter M represents maturity. It represents that God doesn't want us to stay stagnant in our Christian life. God doesn't want us to stay the way that he found us. God wants to make us a new creature created in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. He wants us to mature and grow and be his disciples. Disciples are learners, ever learners of God's ways. And then finally, the letter E. God wants us to evangelize. He wants us to tell others about his wonderful salvation. He wants us to exalt the Savior, and he wants us to edify the saints. Hey, that's just a simple way this morning. You can share the gospel, the good news of Jesus. W, God created us to worship him, but the problem is sin in our life. Three, three things we need to do. We need to repent. We need to believe. We need to receive. The letter M, God wants us to mature and to grow in his grace. And then the letter E, go and tell others what God has done for us. Well, our prayer time coming up in just a couple moments from now. That's from Acts 5.32. We are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. It's 7.17 here, Central Standard Time. Here's Pastor Jess Shreve. We'll go to a commercial break, and we'll have our prayer time. Go ahead and text us. If you're joining with us, you say, I want to pray. I want to pray right now. And uh, you can pray this morning, pray for us, pray with us. And if you've got a prayer request, we want to hear about it. 870-205-0600. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with some real hope. When I was in high school in the 1970s, the musical group, The Eagles, they were all the rage. And they had a really popular song called Lion Eyes. And the lyrics said this, there ain't no way to hide your lion eyes. How true that is. See, no one can hide his lies from God. God sees and hears everything we say and do. 
and God hates lying with a passion because lying is a chief characteristic of the devil. As the Lord looks at you today, does he see lying eyes, lying lips, lying heart, or does he see truth in the innermost being as you confess and forsake all known sin and darkness and walk in the light of his holiness and truth? I invite you to join me in rejecting hypocrisy and endeavor to always speak the truth in love, even if it costs you. It's in the truth where we find real hope. Find real hope in Jesus Christ. Visit fromhisheart.org. From His Heart Ministry with Pastor Jeff Shreve enjoyed here on the Community Prayer Time Network weekdays at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you to Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle located in Poplar Grove, Arkansas, right off of Highway 49. Their phone number, 870-228-1028. Brian's got everything you need from ice, snacks, drinks, frozen and live bait, and all of your tackle supplies for your next fishing trip. Stop by Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle located in Poplar Grove off of Highway 49. Thank you for your support of the Community Prayer Time Network. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Lisa Monaco, United States Deputy Attorney General. She is the second highest ranking official in the United States Department of Justice and oversees the day-to-day -day operation of the department. Proverbs 21.15 reminds us of the importance of justice when justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Lisa Monaco in her work at the Department of Justice. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, Go to pausetopray.org. Text us this Friday morning. We want to join with you in prayer. You're waiting on that mountain to move. And you say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. But I know you're going to because you're in control. You say, Lord, this morning I'm trusting you. I'm trusting that, Lord, all things work together for good to them that love you and are called according to your purposes. Well, did you hear about what happened over the past couple nights? Yeah, we were out yesterday, but I didn't get to give you an update, but we've got a brand new nephew, Wilder Mitchell Logan. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you for this baby boy. He's entered into the world, and we've gotten to see some pictures of him in person. Looking forward to seeing him here maybe next week, hopefully. Maybe things can work out. We can make a quick trip, run down, and 
visit with family down in Florida, see him, and get to pray over him. I've already been praying. That God will help him to grow in stature. That God would help him to grow healthy and raise him up. But I've been praying for more important things than that. Oh, that's big. That's important. But I'm praying that God is helping to be raised up in the nurture and admonition of Jesus. That he grow in wisdom and in knowledge, in favor with God and in favor with man. You know, that's what I think it was Luke, the gospel writer, wrote regarding the details of Jesus' early life. Jesus grew in stature and wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and favor with man. And you know what? That's what I want to pray for my nephew. I pray for the kids in our church. Pray for Talmadge and Owen, Daniel and Titus, Riley and Sadie, Hannah and Emma, Levi, Drew and Luke. Oh, we pray that for the kids here in our church, grandkids. Pray for your grandkids. Lord, we pray this morning that you'd help us to be faithful witnesses, as the good news verse tells us we are witnesses. Lord, we got a lot that we're witnesses of. Pray that for little John Arthur. Thankful for all that God's doing in our lives. Aren't you thankful today? Pray that for Kerrigan and Remy. Oh, Lord, we thank you today. Well, let me give you an update from yesterday. We went to Children's Hospital over in Little Rock, and I'm going to just tell you this. I was impressed. From the time we walked into the doors, there at the main admissions department, all the way up to the second floor, everybody was so helpful. And we had several folks stop and ask us, do you need help? Do you know where you're going? Can I help you? Can I walk you there? I mean, it was incredible. I, I don't know that I've ever, I don't know that I've ever seen such hospitality and competency. You know, I was telling Greg Faulkner last night, I said, you know, it's crazy because those are good people there and they're doing their job. That's the thing. They're doing their job. And, uh, hey, we ought to, we ought to tell when somebody's doing their job, we ought to tell them they're doing a good job. So you pray, God to help the boys. They got to go on the 30th, and they're going to do a third set of tubes. Now, this will be the first time we've gone to Children's for this, and they've got a different material, different type of tube they're going to put in. So hopefully this one will last a lot longer. But we appreciate your prayers for us yesterday, and glad that Paul Nallen was able to be with us yesterday. Uh, by recording and uh, thankful for that it was good and definitely enjoyed it uh, pray for brother paul today and i think it's today he's got a funeral and the blue family don't don't quote me on the date but i think it's today we want to have special prayer for him here in just a moment pray for him and david beagle and pray for the blue family but the johnny blue went home graduated to be with jesus last week and I remember Brother Johnny Blue coming to our church. And when I was there at Faith Baptist Church, I, this is when I was a teenager. And 
he'd come to our church and sing. And what a blessing. You pray for Miss Sheila and their family. Lord, we pray right now that you'd help these men as they share God's word. I pray for the family that you would help and strengthen them, encourage them. The God of all comfort, would you keep their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus? Help them today. May souls be saved, lives changed for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Pray for our local churches and pastors, pastors' wives. Pray for ministry teams, different ministry departments within each of our churches, different activities. Oh, you want to know how big the baby was? I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that, did I? All right, little Wilder, Mitchell Logan, 8 pounds, 5 ounces, 21 inches. Woo, what a baby. I think Katie told me last night he was already in one to three month old clothes. What a blessing. What a blessing. You pray for them. Pray for Cameron and Trinity. That's Wilder's parents. And uh, pray God's hand upon, upon each of them. All right. Well, I was telling you about our local churches. We're praying for them this morning. And we've got a church in Michigan working with the Christian Law Association. They're asking us to pray from their newsletter. It says, pray for church security teams in Michigan and other states as the attorneys assist them in understanding the liability concerns of having an armed team along with other concerns. So you help this Help pray that they'll be able to give guidance to local churches, different security teams, and that's a that's a ministry team that we want to pray for them and pray God's hand in their lives. Lord, we do pray for our local churches and pray for all the summer activities and events. And Lord, we pray right now that you'd help this church in Michigan and other churches in different states security teams and taking precautions. Lord, we pray you'd help them today in Jesus' name. Pray for the Christian Law Association, Dr. David Gibbs and their team. Help them. Continue to pray for Miss Esther. Seen the update on Facebook. She said she's in a lot of pain. It's been a tough, tough week for her. You pray for her and uh, ask God to continue to help her with this cancer. Continue to pray for another Dealing with breast cancer. Continue to pray for God's healing. She's She's got several kids that she's raising. She's a grandma. And she's got kids ranging from their 20, uh, about 20 years old, 21 years old, all the way to about eight months old. Lord, would you help them in this situation? They need your touch today. Help them in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for one who's dealing with shoulder and arm issues. Got an update yesterday. And I think I understood correctly that his bicep has detached from the bone. I think that's right. His bicep has detached and going to be a long process of recovery. You pray for him. Pray for his job and pray for the situation there. Pray God will provide. God will take care of it. Just trust in the Lord. Lord, help him today, I pray. 
Continue to pray for each of our prayer box locations. Pray for the local businesses, local churches, and ministries that have allowed us to place prayer boxes in their locations. Different ones can submit their prayer requests confidentially, and we go through those prayer requests, and we pray over them. Continue to pray for our first responders, those that are serving in the Army, the Marines. We've got Brent and Jasper serving in the Marines, Sam in the Air Force, Max in the Air Force, rather, and Sam in the Army. I told you the other day we was going to do a, a trivia quiz soon. Well, let me confuse you now. Jasper and Brent in the Marines. Sam in the Army. Max in the Air Force. You better write that down. I've got a feeling one day next week that might be a trivia question. Who are we praying for that's serving in the Air Force? Yeah, you might be able to guess it. You know why? Because I believe you're praying for these folks. I believe you're praying for them. I do. I believe you're praying for the Community Prayer Time Network. I believe you're praying for all the listeners and all the programming. I tell you, we're truly blessed, aren't we? It's like that song we played the other day. Blessed and highly favored. Thank you, Lord. You've been mighty good to us. Pray for salvation of souls. Continue to pray for a brother-in-law and a nephew. A couple of sisters. A nephew, two sons, and a daughter-in-law, they need Jesus today. Got folks asking us to pray for them. Continue to pray for Mr. Jackie and his family. Continue to pray for Miss Diane. Continue to pray God to continue to help them, strengthen them. Pray for the situation they posted yesterday. Of course, I've been visiting with the family, and I've been over there every day, every night. And uh, last night they were sharing some challenges that they were having of getting a hospital bed. And they're looking at some different options there with that. So you pray for them. Pray that all of their needs would be met. The care that they deserve would be given to them. I tell you, it's difficult enough when you're losing a loved one that you know that he's not going to improve in his health. But when he meets Jesus, it's going to make everything a whole lot better. Thank you, Miss Kathy. She just sent an update as well. Appreciate you doing that. And uh, so you pray for them. Pray God to continue to help them, strengthen them. Miss Kathy, how's that nephew doing? How's Landon? Is that your nephew? Is that right? And uh, let us know an update if you don't mind. Love to hear. I know this young man's been through a lot. And uh, we want to pray for him today. Brian, how's your mama? Let us know an update if you don't mind. 870-205-0600. And we'd love to hear some updates. Different folks. Get to hear how Sean's doing. And Grant turned seven years old yesterday. That was his birthday. You continue to pray for Grant. Continue to pray for Mr. Henry Hall. Dealing with cancer. Pray for Junior. He was supposed to have a treatment yesterday. They were going to take his blood platelets and 
remove them from one part of the body, place them into the arm, and try to bring healing that way. I think he decided not to go that route. So you pray for him. Pray God to continue to help him. Well, Lord, we pray right now as we close this prayer time that you go before us. Prepare the path that you have for us today. Lord, we pray right now as we put on the whole armor of God that you'd help us to be protected in our minds from the spiritual warfare, from the fiery darts of the wicked one. Protect our minds with a helmet of salvation. Protect our hearts today, our affections, our cares, our passions. What it is that we have set our affection upon, Lord, may that be guarded today with a breastplate of righteousness. May we stand for the truth of God's word without compromise, having our loins girt about with truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Taking the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Lord, help us to pray without ceasing. Well, let me give you a prayer request real quick before we close. I'm going to give you this and then we're going to be done. Looking for a slogan. You know, we've been doing the online radio station since February and just looking for kind of a catchy phrase. And, you know, one thing I've, I've thought about this yesterday, me and Katie were talking about it. And it's just one of those things that you just have to, you know you need. And we're going to get some shirts made. If you want to help with that, let me know. If you'd like one, let me know if you'd be interested. Uh, but we're going to put that saying on there, you know, our theme song, Wait on That Mountain to Move. I like it. Might put that on the back, have a nice graphic, and then the logo on the front left chest. Also thought about this for this for the slogan. Pray without ceasing. That's scriptural, isn't it? Pray without ceasing. And uh, thought about that. Let me know what you think. Pray without ceasing. And you know, this is what I thought about the Community Prayer Time Network. Playing music, Christian music, and programming that'll encourage you to pray without ceasing. I'm probably going to start using that. But if you got any ideas, let us know. Pray, pray that God will help us pick the right one because it'll be a long term. It's not going to be, you know, we say it for a week. It's going to be our brand and our trademark, what helps us promote the Community Prayer Time Network. All right, our trivia question after this commercial break coming up next. From Love Worth Finding Ministries, here's pastor, teacher, and author, Dr. Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. Nehemiah had a mandate from God. Nehemiah was a man who knew how to get alone with God. And remember, he fasted, he prayed, he wept, and God had told him what to do. Have you done that? Have you gotten a leadership from the Lord? Are you just putting yourself in neutral and letting life push you around? Or do you have a focus? Do you have a goal? Do you have an aim? I want to tell you God has a plan for your life. God has something that he wants you to do. You are special to God. And the same God who has called you is the God who's equipped you. And oh, would to God that you would get alone and fix your focus on that plan to find the will of God for your life. 
Nehemiah said, God had laid something on my heart. And if you listen, God will lay something on your heart, and I want you to focus on it. I want you to say like the Apostle Paul, this one thing I do. Do you really have a goal in life? If not, why not? For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers every weekday on the Community Prayer Time Network, 8 a.m. in the morning and 8 p.m. in the evenings. LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company, located in Perry, Florida, is a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network. They're located at 117 West Main Street in Perry and online at gulfbreezerealestate.net. Their phone number, 850-584-5101. They're prepared to meet all of your residential and commercial real estate needs, title services, long-term, short-term, and vacation rentals and property management. That's LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company in Perry, Florida. Thank you for supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. All right, our trivia question now. It's 8.40, well, 7.40 Central Standard Time, 8.40 Eastern. And the National Ice Cream Day is going to be on Sunday. Sunday is National Ice Cream Day. I know you're looking forward to that. And we want to know this morning, what do you think are the top flavors? We're looking for the unique flavor across 12 states. 12 states have agreed that this is their favorite unique flavor. And we're going to give you an opportunity to answer that. You can text us this morning at 870-205-0600. And uh, you can let us know what do you think it is. We're going to send out a free devotional in the mail today for the winner of this question unique flavor of ice cream across 12 states it's their favorite let us know what you think it is here's billy walker come along with me i've got my eyes for the sky i'm looking for the savior just waiting to go to my home on high down here there's nothing to handle i've got a made-up mind We've got about a minute and a half left. Favorite ice cream flavor. It's a unique flavor. Twelve states have agreed. Oh, it's our favorite. What do you think the answer is this morning? Go ahead and get your answers in. We got a little, little over a minute left. 
870-205-0600. Come on this morning. Oh, it's Friday. Don't give up on me. Hang in there. Oh, we've got just a little bit longer. TGIF. Ain't that an ice cream place? No, that's TCBY. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Won't you come and go along with me? Oh, you got just a few seconds left. Come along with me. That's Billy Walker. All the way from Perry, Florida. That's right. Billy's a Perry boy, ain't you, Billy? Yeah, Billy Walker here on the Community Prayer Time Network. And that's a brand new single that he just released. And uh, we're excited to be able to air that here on the Community Prayer Time Network. All right. 12 states have agreed that this unique flavor of ice cream is their favorite. National Ice Cream Day coming up on Sunday. And the answer on this Friday morning, Moose Tracks is the favorite ice cream across 12 different states. And uh, these 12 states were surveyed. Of course, there were about 20, I don't know, I think they may have done about 25 states or so with this survey. And the majority of states said that Moose Tracks is their favorite. Well, our Bible reading coming up now, Acts chapter number 5, and uh, we're going to be picking up on Monday in Acts chapter number 6. We've been in Acts 1 through 5 this week. It's been an exciting journey going through the letter, or the book of Acts, rather, going through the book of Acts and learning about our history. Where did we come from as Christians? What is the foundations of the church and early church history. Here's Acts chapter number 5. Hope you got your Bible ready. And uh, we'll be joining together in Acts chapter 5. Acts 5. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much? And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in, and found her dead, and, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, 
and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors, and brought them forth, and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning, and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest, and the captain of the temple, and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a saviour, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up, one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space, and said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Theudas, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about four hundred, joined themselves, who were slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing, and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, Refrain from these men, and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God.
and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's our daily Bible reading, Acts chapter number 5 today. And on Monday, we'll join together around this time to pick up in Acts chapter number 6. Our good news for today, though, Acts 5.32, we are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey. Here's a song I come across last night. It's titled, A New Name, Written Down in Glory. It's a rendition of the old hymn we enjoyed singing here at Lambrook. Listen to this song. Let me know what you think about it.
great hope this morning jesus is mine new name written down in glory if you're interested in finding that song it's from people and songs and uh, i like it i like that good song our good news verse acts 5 32 we're his witnesses of these things and so also is the holy ghost whom god hath given to them that obey him your weather forecast for the eastern arkansas delta today we're expecting it to be sunny with a high of 91 degrees thunderstorms likely late this afternoon into the evening hours with about a 60% chance of rain. Tonight, that's going to increase from 60 to 80% chance with a low around 73 degrees. That's your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. It's 7.58 Central Standard Time. Here's Ken Davis, and right after that, Dr. Adrian Rogers with Love Worth Finding. Let me say thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. And their motto, Proverbs 22, verse 6, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Visit their website at gulfbreezerealestate.net or stop by their office today at 117 West Main Street and their phone number 850-584-5101. This is Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Lighten Up is a moment to brighten your day and encourage your walk with Jesus. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford, inviting you to join my friend Ken Davis with this encouraging word about your day. Someone said that the evening news is where they begin with, Good evening, and then proceed to tell you why it isn't. I believe that's true. The evening news has become the most depressing 30 minutes of the day. There's an old saying that goes, no news is good news, and if we depend on network news to view the world, then that statement is true. The news hunts for bad things and makes us believe they exist everywhere. Warnings about new strains of swine flu, bird flu, West Nile virus have the entire world scurrying in panic when the normal variety of flu kills more than all of them put together. 
but that's old news and not nearly as scary and depressing. I remember canceling several engagements so that I would not be flying when Y2K hit. You remember that? At the stroke of midnight, planes would fall out of the sky, elevators would plummet to the ground, and the world would end. They even prepared to show us the catastrophe on TV. Nothing happened. We're still here. And I missed some good events. Interesting that the greatest news of all is not allowed on the networks. Jesus came to save sinners. His grace and love is creating good news all over the world. I wish I could anchor the news. Good evening. This is a day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Good night. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford on behalf of Compassion, encouraging you to lighten up, let your face show it, and live. The Bible is the only one of its kind. Listen closely to Adrian Rogers. The Bible is not the book of the month. It is the book of the ages. Now, it took some 1,500 years to write. The Bible was written by men who died some 2,000 to 3,000 years ago. But today, it's the most widely circulated book. Thank God for this book. It is fresh. It is alive. What other book is like the Bible? It is the indestructible Word of God. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring timeless truths from beloved pastor and Bible teacher, Adrian Rogers. If we want the kingdom authority that God has promised his children, we must be under the authority of the Word of God. In part one of today's message, Pastor Rogers began to share four reasons why the Bible is the Word of God. And if you have your Bible, turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, we'll begin in verse 23. As Adrian Rogers concludes this powerful message, the Word of God. I want to ask you a question. How many of you believe with all of your heart that the Bible is the Word of God? How many of you believe everything you read in the newspaper and see on television? Now, how many of you spend more time with the newspapers than you do with the Word of God? Reading something that you don't believe and neglecting something you say you do believe. Don't you think there's time for adjustment? Don't you think that we better get things in priority? This is the Word of the King, and, and we're going to learn how to have authority when we get under the authority of the Word of God. Now, let me give you four things about the Bible that I pray will burn themselves into your heart. Four things about the Word of the King. Uh, first of all, it is God's incontestable Word. God's incontestable Word. What I mean by that is this, that we cannot, we cannot come up against the Bible successfully. There's no contest there because the Bible is just what it says it is, the Word of God. Listen, when the Bible speaks, God speaks. And if God is speaking in the Bible, what conclusions must you therefore draw? If it is the Word of God, then it must be perfect. Amen? All right? It's absolute perfection if it is the Word of God. For the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And a God of truth could not inspire error. It is the Word of God. The Bible was given by God. He used human penmen, 
Uh, their ideas, their expressions, their personalities are all reflected in the Bible. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. It is the Word of God. It is the incontestable Word of God. Now, here's the second thing. Not only is it the incontestable Word of God, it is the incorruptible Word of God. Look now in verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God. Now, why do we say it is incorruptible? Because it has not a taint nor a blemish of any corruption upon it, and uh, it will remain that way. Uh, there's nothing men can do to uh, add any corruption to the Word of God. Now, plenty have tried, but it stands today ever pure. Every Word of God is pure. Atheists have railed against the Bible. Cynics and uh, agnostics have smiled at it. Liberals have moved heaven and earth to remove its miracles. Materialists have ignored it. Uh, radicals and false cults have twisted it, and yet it is the incorruptible Word of God. Uh, Dr. Robert G. Lee uh, was my predecessor once removed. A dear man, I had a lot of fellowship with Dr. Lee before he died, and he and I were friends, and I had the responsibility and the privilege to preach his funeral when he died. But Dr. Lee said this about the Bible, and I've copied it down. It is so beautiful. I want you to listen to it. We're talking about the Bible being incorruptible. And he said, quote, All its enemies have not torn one hole in its holy vesture, or stolen one flower from its wonderful garden, nor diluted one drop of honey from its abundant hive, nor broken one string on its thousand-stringed harp, nor drowned one sweet word in infidel ink. Don't you like that? The Bible is the incontestable Word of God because it is just that. It is the Word of God. It is in the incorruptible Word of God. You say, well, Pastor, we live in a day of modern science. Uh, what, does it bother you when science contradicts the Bible? No, it does not. Friend, I am not worried about modern science. Give the scientists time. Maybe one day they'll catch up with the Word of God. And, and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. When a scientist has something good to say about the Bible, that doesn't give me any more faith in the Bible, just a little more faith in the scientist. It is the incorruptible Word of God. It is the incontestable Word of God. It is the incorruptible Word of God. Now, here's the third thing I want you to, to learn about the Bible. It, friend, is the indestructible Word of God the indestructible Word of God. Look, if you will, in the last part of verse 23. It is the Word of God which liveth and abideth. What's that next word? Forever. And then uh, look, if you will, in the last part of uh, this text, verse 25. But the Word of the Lord endureth forever. The Bible is not the book of the month. It is the book of the ages. Now, it took some 1,500 years to write. 
And the writers span some uh, 30 generations of world history. And the Bible was written by men who died some 2,000 to 3,000 years ago. But today it's the most widely circulated book. Thank God for this book. It is fresh. It is alive. What other book is like the Bible? It is the indestructible Word of God. Century after century, men have tried to bury it or burn it. The kings of the earth have set themselves against it, and even the public schools in America seem to be dead set against it. I read somewhere where a man was told to build a wall that would not fall down. He said, all right. He said, I'll do it. And he built a wall that was four feet high and five feet wide. And he said, now if anybody pushes this wall over, it'll be a foot taller than it was before they pushed it over. <laughs> and friend, that's the way the Word of God is. It seems that the more men come against the Word of God, the more the Word of God seems to prosper and to grow. Now here's the final thing, and we're going to slow down here just a moment when we get to the final thing. We said the Bible is the incontestable Word of God because it is just that, the Word of God. We said that the Bible, this wonderful book, is not only incontestable, but we said that it is incorruptible. It's the Word of God, incorruptible seed. And we said it's indestructible. But here's the thing I really want you to see. The Word of God, the Bible, is the indispensable Word of God. The indispensable Word of God. Look, if you will, in verse 25. But the Word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the Word by which the gospel is preached unto you. Now, no Bible, no church. No Bible, no Christianity. Why is the Bible so important? He's talking about the Word. And he says, this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. I want you to notice three things about this right now. The Bible, the king's word, provides the church's message. What is the church's message? The gospel. We have no other message but the gospel. Paul said, I knew nothing among you except Jesus and him crucified. Friend, everything that we preach springs from the gospel and relates back to the gospel. That is the message of the church. Do you know what I want to be known as? I want to be known as a gospel preacher. And what is the gospel? Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised again the third day. That's the gospel. He died for our sins and he was raised from the dead. I hope you believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's history's central event. And that gospel doesn't need to be rethought. It needs to be retaught. We don't need a new and a modern gospel for a new and a modern age. I am content to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the Bible from cover to cover that tells about the gospel. Don't get the idea that the gospel is only found in the New Testament. The gospel is found in the first pages of Genesis, and it goes all the way through the Bible. The Bible teaches us that Jesus saves. The Bible has one villain, the devil. It has one hero, uh, Jesus, and it has one message, Jesus saves. I hope you understand that. This is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. 
I enjoy being called a gospel preacher. I'd rather be known as a gospel preacher than be known as an intellectual. And I know that there are a lot of people who can preach the gospel better than I can, but nobody can preach a better gospel than I can because that gospel comes right out of the Word of God. This book that we love so well, it provides the church's message, and the church's message is the gospel. Now, secondly, not only does it provide the message, but folks, it prescribes the method. Now, the message and the method are tied together. Now look in verse 25, but the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word by which the gospel is, what's that next word? Preached unto you. The method is preaching. I don't say that because I'm a preacher, but I'm telling you that God's plan for the church is for the gospel to be preached. Now, in many churches, preaching has gone out of vogue, out of style, and we've tried with pageants and plays and suppers and concerts and many other things to somehow uh, get some substitution for the preaching of the Word of God. But the Bible makes it very clear that the method is the preaching of the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. And 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21 says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It doesn't say foolish preaching, but the foolishness of preaching. You see, the church's method is the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It may be preaching from a pulpit. It may be preaching in a Bible study. It may be going door to door, but taking the message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and proclaiming that message. Now, here's the third thing. It produces the church's members. Look, if you will, again in verse 23. Look at it. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You see, the Bible is seed that is alive. And you put a seed in the ground and it brings forth life that corresponds to the life that was put in that ground. I have preached long enough to know that there's life in the Bible. God's Word is like a sword that cuts. It's like a fire that burns. It's like a water that quenches thirst. It is like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. It is like seed that brings forth life. And it is the Word of God that produces the church's members. And the Bible says we're born again, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, by the Word of God. The Bible teaches a regenerate church membership. The Bible teaches that those who are members of the church are not members of the church simply because their parents were members of the church. They must be born again. They must have a new birth. Jesus said to Nicodemus, who was already religious, you must be born again. You see, if you only are born once, you will die twice. The first death is the physical death. The second death is eternal death in the lake of fire. And if you're only born once and die twice, you wish you'd never been born at all. But if you're born twice, you can only die once. And how are you born again? being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God. It is an astounding thing. It is an amazing thing. But I've seen it happen now for over four decades that I've been preaching the Word of God. Preach the gospel. 
tell the truth, pray, be anointed by the Holy Spirit, and there's something supernatural that takes place. People's lives are radically, dramatically, eternally changed by the Word of God. Isn't that wonderful? It's seed that gives life as you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and people hear the Word of truth. That's the reason that Jesus said in John chapter 6, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's the reason the Apostle Paul described his preaching as holding forth the word of life. You see, it is the indispensable, indispensable word of God. It is the incontestable word of God. It is the incorruptible Word of God. It is indestructible Word of God. And therefore, it is the indispensable Word of God. Now, when we get under that Word, we have incredible authority. I had an article that I clipped from a, a magazine. Billy Graham is talking. Billy Graham said that when he started his ministry as a young man, he had those questions many times that young students have. And he said he had some doubts in his mind concerning the Word of God. And he said he had very little power in his ministry. And then in this article that I want to share with you, he tells what happened to him in the year 1949. He got alone in the mountains of Los Angeles, and this is what he said. He said, I'd been having many doubts concerning the Bible. I thought I saw apparent contradictions in Scripture, some things I could not reconcile with my restricted concept of God. When I stood up to preach, the authoritative note so characteristic of all great preachers of the past was lacking. Like hundreds of other young seminary students, I was waging the intellectual battle of my life. The outcome could certainly affect my ministry. And then he says, I remember walking down a trail, tramping into the woods, and almost wrestling with God. I dueled with my doubts. My soul seemed to be caught in the crossfire. Finally, in desperation, and here's the key, I surrendered my will to the living God revealed in Scripture. I knelt before the open Bible and said, Lord, many things in this book I do not understand, but thou hast said the just shall live by faith. All I have received from thee I have taken by faith. Here and now by faith I accept the Bible as thy word. I take it all. I take it without reservations. Where there are things I cannot understand, I will reserve judgment until I receive more light. If it pleases thee, give me authority as I proclaim thy word, and through that authority convict me of sin and turn sinners to the Savior. And then he tells how he began that great Los Angeles crusade where multiplied thousands were swept into the kingdom of God, and Billy Graham's ministry then began to have a worldwide import. And he said, as he was preaching the Word of God, he says there, the people were not coming to hear great oratory, nor were they interested merely in my ideas. I found they were desperately hungry to hear what God had to say through His Holy Word. I felt as though I had a rapier in my hand and as though the power of the Bible was slashing deeply into men's consciences, leading them to surrender to God. Does not the Bible save itself? For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
I found that the Bible became a flame in my hands. That flame melted away unbelief in the hearts of people and moved them to decide for Christ. The Word became a hammer breaking up stony hearts and shaping them into the likeness of God. Did not God say, I will make my words in thy mouth fire? And is not my word like as a fire and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? And then he sums up this article by saying, It is my conviction that the preaching of the gospel is to be authoritative if it is to produce conviction of sin, if it is to challenge men and women to walk in newness of life, if it is to be attended by the Spirit's power, then the Bible with its discerning, piercing, burning message must become the basis of our preaching. Do you know why Billy Graham has been used of the Lord? He goes on to say, I use the phrase, the Bible says, because the Word of God is the authoritative basis of our faith. That's what I'm trying to say to you. This is the word by which the gospel is preached. No stutter, no stammer, no apology. I have found out that when you don't apologize for the Bible but preach the Bible, it goes through the devil's lies like a cannonball, a white-hot cannonball through a crate of eggs. There is power in the Word of God, power to proclaim it. And Satan does not want you to understand the authority of the Word of God. When Satan came against Jesus and tempted Jesus and tried to get Jesus into sin, what did Jesus do? Jesus did not come against Satan with emotion. Jesus did not come against Satan with reason. Jesus did not come against Satan with threats. Jesus took the Word of God and said, It is written, it is written, it is written. And three times Jesus ran him through with the Word of God and Satan retreated. Satan does not like the authority of the Word of God. And when you get under authority, when the Bible becomes your authority, when the Word of the Lord and the Lord of the Word become your authority, then when you stand on the Word of God, Satan and all of his minions will flee. And you are going to have authority for your life. How do you know that you're saved? How do you know that you're going to heaven? Because of your goodness? Because of your deeds? Because of your emotions? As a teenage boy, I professed my faith in Jesus Christ and was baptized, but for two years I had no real assurance of my salvation. Up and down, up and down, till one day I learned the gospel from the Word, really understood it. I bowed my head on the street corner, the corner of 39th Street and Calvin Avenue in West Palm Beach. I just walked my sweetheart home, the sweet lady I'm married to right now. And I was a teenage boy. I had to get it settled. I began to pray. I said, Lord, I don't know whether I'm saved and the devil's trying to make me doubt it or whether I'm lost and the Holy Spirit has me under conviction, but I have no peace and I need to get it settled. And I said, Lord, your word says, your word says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I said, God, that is your word. And I looked up into the heavens, not in disrespect, but I wanted to look into the face of God with my eyes wide open. And I said, Lord, now, once and for all, now and forever, as much as in me is, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I trust your word. I don't look for a sign. I don't ask for a feeling. I stand on your word. Save me. If I was saved, I still am. But if I wasn't, I am now. I drive down a peg. I trust you now as my Lord and Savior. And I stood on the word of God. And I can tell you by the authority of the word, I knew that moment and from ever forward that I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. That is the authority of the Word of God. It's authority when you proclaim it. It is authority when you stand on it. The Bible is the Word of the King. And if you want kingdom authority, you're going to have to be under those authorities that God has put over you. First of all, the Lord of the Word. Secondly, the Word of that Lord, the Word 
of the King. And if you prayed to receive Jesus today, we would love to celebrate with you and invite you to our Discover Jesus page on the website. You'll find answers there you may need about your newfound faith. We have a response section where you can share your testimony with us or how this message has made a difference in your life. Simply go to lwf.org radio and click the tab that says Discover Jesus. Welcome to God's Forever Family. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of this message, you can call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and request the title, The Word of God. This message is also part of the insightful series, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority. For that complete collection, all nine powerful messages, call 1-877-LOVE-GOD or go online to order at lwf.org radio. Or you can write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Do you see the Bible as the incontestable, incorruptible, indestructible, indispensable Word of God? Adrian Rogers said, We can never have kingdom authority, speak or preach with authority, witness with authority, live with authority, until we get under the authority of the Word of God. And we hope you'll join us next time for more timeless truth right here on Love Worth Finding. A listener sent an encouraging message recently. It said this, I listen to Pastor Rogers every morning and truly cherish the daily devotionals you send me. May the revival of this land start with me in my heart and spread throughout my community. This is my prayer request. Thanks again for all you do. We love hearing how these messages and resources are supplementing your faith journey. That's why when you donate to the ministry right now, we would love to send you the remarkable book, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority. This book is packed with poignant truths about our kingdom authority in Christ, how to obtain it and use it in this dark, fallen world. Request a copy of The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD or give online at lwf.org radio. And again, thank you for your generous support of Love Worth Finding. And again, our thanks goes to Nature Coast Media for their help in providing our website and our website services to provide this content and so much more available to you on our listener-supported online Christian radio. You can visit Aaron's website, naturecoastmedia.net, And you can also uh, contact him if you have any need for content creation, media design, website design, slideshows, presentations, logo design, anything that you need related to media, make sure you give Aaron an opportunity to help you. And I know that you won't be disappointed with his services. Coming up next, a song from the tallies, We Are Witnesses. him die, saw his body in the grave, cried bitter tears as we all walked away, knowing in our hearts it would never be the same. 
side There's no room for doubting That Jesus is alive We are witnesses The ones who testify much tension. I'm not sure what to do. From Keys for Kids Ministries, here's Greg Yoder with a Keys for Kids Parent Minute. How many of us have had conflict in our homes? I'm not talking about spats, but family members not talking for weeks, months, and even sometimes years. I know a family who had a conflict that lasted so long between two brothers that one passed away and the other couldn't even remember what the fight was about. Both were too proud to forgive. As Christ followers, we're expected to forgive even if we're not asked. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will the Father forgive you. My biggest concern, are we a good tree or a bad tree? A good tree bears good fruit. Moms and dads, what kind of tree are you? Ignite a passion for Christ in your family with the Keys for Kids devotional. Receive it for free at keysforkids.org slash subscribe.